That showdown was anything but super. Maybe we need a revolution. It's... Ah, fuck it. Let's just start the show. Welcome to the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. We are the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast, brought to you by Media Junkies. You can catch up on all of our previous episodes in our archives. You can find information and interact with our podcast on our Twitter and Instagram at LiveYourGimmick. That's at L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. M-O-U-S-E. You can also catch Michael and I on Media Junkies' flagship, which is called The Fanboy Fight Club Podcast. You can just search and subscribe on your favorite podcast app, such as Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, CastBox, just to name a few. If you do subscribe on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate it, and it does help our show. I did get a chance. We're going to edit in uh, part two of my conversation with Foul Original, so if you enjoyed listening to part one, make sure you check out part two. Like I said, entertaining duties, a lot of fun to listen to. So, um, you know, we're, I, I think we're going to do part two and then part three next week, and that should wrap up my conversation with him. Uh, I also want to send uh, send a nice shout out to uh, the Queen of NE. She had me on as a part of her show last uh, Thursday, and uh, we got to record some stuff. She did an interview with me, and uh, that's going to air on her channel, I think, in April, she said. So a little while out, but I appreciate her uh, having, you know, having us our our show be a part of uh what she's doing so it was a great conversation had a lot of fun with that so that being said if you don't know by now i am jason the self-proclaimed voice of media junkie and of course on tonight's show we have both of my beautiful lovely great co-host first off the historian kevin and of course, the Saturday morning snark attack, being that this is one AM on Saturday. <laughs> Not his time though, it's still Friday. Michael say, oh, it's still Friday here. I know. <laughs> it's amazing how time zones work. What's going on, fellas? How are we doing? I love how we're both beautiful and <laughs> he's, he's really just kissing our asses because he decided to throw this together a night before we normally do it, and it's like super late for you guys. <laughs> You're beautiful to me, Kev. You're beautiful to me. Oh, uh, you know. It's okay. <laughs> 22 hours. I, I think you're counting. Okay. Yeah, okay, thanks. <laughs> well, you you're just going to sleep really well after the show. All right. So first thing we're going to do is gonna talk about some different topics. And um, actually just one in particular. And I'm sure most of you who are wrestling fans know exactly what we're about to talk about. Uh, but then we also have our picks for the AEW Revolution show that's happening for us tonight and for Mike tomorrow. Again, time zones. Uh, but basically, uh, you know, we have our little uh, spat that we have right now with the Reality Check podcast. So um, we're going to go back at him with Revolution. How do we do, Mike, with uh, Super Showdown? Um, well, we would have won the battle, but not the war. But somebody chose the Street Profits as his uh, <laughs> pick for the tag team title match. <laughs> Instead, we tied. It was 11 and 11. Uh, my bad on that all right <laughs> i had the wrong tag team titles changing all right my bad i knew one of them was going to change but i had the wrong so far in, in, in both our teams defense fuck you wwe on that main event 
Oh, dude, no, <laughs> fuck them on everything because they yeah. fucked up the stupid tro- mountain trophy match. Uh, okay, okay, okay. You guys are jumping the gun a little bit. I haven't finished setting up the show. We'll talk about it here in a second. My okay. gosh. Can't, can't even wait. You're so damn impatient. All right. So then we're going to get into a hot and cold segment. We're going to have a history lesson with Kevin. Then we're going to close the show out. So without further ado, let's talk about Super Fucking Showdown. Now, go ahead and say what you have to say. They fucked us over on points <laughs> yeah. because they're like, hey, you know what? AJ's going to win. Nope. We're going to put The Undertaker in the fucking match because that just fucking needs to happen. Like, it, Although although we, uh, we, should, we should get some extra points for that because we all kind of were on the same page with The Undertaker appearing. Right. And I'm sure they didn't like think of that. So, no. uh, yeah, I'm sure nobody thought the Undertaker was going to show up in Saudi Arabia <laughs> to set up a rivalry with AJ Styles after rumors for fucking weeks. I do love how they, I it, man, and and had that happened on a on like a Raw or SmackDown or, or let, let let's say this happened on instead of at Super Showdown, I would have preferred like he obviously he's not going to go all the way to Saudi Arabia and not come out in the crowd, but I would have preferred him not to show up. I would have preferred him to lay out Gallows and Anderson. Then you see that boot step like it did, and then it just cuts away. Like, you don't see him. You don't, you know what I mean? Like, how cool would that have been if they had to build up that match by him just, like, fucking up Gallows and Anderson? And then you just see, like, little parts of him on the camera for a couple of weeks before he even makes an appearance. Like, that would have been a great fucking way to build a match. Not what they did there. Sorry. Someone got a little fired up. (laughs) I like that you basically described that the buildup for this match should essentially just be the cutscene from Batman and Robin where they show (laughs) parts of George Clooney suiting up before he whoops... Fucking Mr. Freeze's ass. No, not quite like that. But you just see like a <laughs> just like, each week you get a new part. Like here he is with his glove. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Next week it's his crutch. The only thing worse. The only thing worse is if if they have Taker turn like heel and then do like the whole Shane McMahon like best in the world persona. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, because Shane showed up last year and won the trophy. Yeah. And now yeah. They, <laughs> that, Taker that goes up wins the trophy and they like, dance around and act like a goofball. <laughs> Comes out like, no, AJ Styles, you're not the best because I have the mountain trophy. (laughs) The American trash ass. All right. (laughs) Sorry. I love The Undertaker. I mean, honestly, I didn't have a problem with the fact that they kind of botched the chokeslam. And since when does he ever pin somebody like that after a chokeslam? Right, he chokeslammed him. He's like, well, I don't have the energy to tombstone you, so I'm just going to drag my crotch across your forehead as I try to pin you. I'm not going to take my jacket off. I'm not even going to take my hat off. Yeah. I I just feel like there should be like one of those, uh, uh, what was it, the the, the memes with the glasses that come down, like what Becky's glasses are, of just him doing that. It's like, deal with it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so yeah, we had that. So that that was a shit show. How about we talk about the? Okay, I don't know. We'll get into a lot of this stuff. How about the waste of a WWE title match? Yeah, yeah. Which one? <laughs> like, okay, let's start with Lesnar and Ricochet. Okay. I mean, that what a fucking joke. Yeah, I mean, joke, you had joke to, number one. You had to see it coming, though. I mean, but at least Ricochet got some. Money, and it wasn't. Kofi, where he just jumped on Brock's shoulders and got F5. I mean, he at least, he at least 
don't know. What offense did he get? He literally ran for a, a drop kick, got swatted away, and then just beat the shit out of for like five minutes. I feel like he got like an elbow in or something. I did don't think not? so. I'm no, pretty sure from got, start to finish, it was oh, he, he picked him up, him. suplexed him, uh, picked him up. Like he ragdolled his ass around that ring. Well, hey, we were right about the fact that he bumped like a champ for him. Oh, he did, especially I mean, when he fucking was... grabbed him by his arm and just threw him up in the air and caught him on his shoulders. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like a fucking baby. Like, damn. And yeah. here, and, and this is the thing, like, okay, if Mansoor dominate, like, WWE talent when he's in Saudi Arabia, maybe he should be on WWE TV when he's not in Saudi Arabia. How about that? Let's see him on NXT more. Maybe actually put him up in some competition. If this guy's so good that he can beat fucking Dolph Ziggler clean, then he should have a match on NXT. Am First off, it was not clean. He clearly need the fuck out of Dolph's balls. <laughs> <laughs> so that was not a clean victory. Okay. Well, still, yeah. regardless of the fact, I mean, it all goes back to Mike Mike's point about oh, we're in Saudi Arabia, it's Super Showdown. <laughs> it, it everything just gets thrown out the window. Really? I mean, it it really does. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like it, it, all, all those things that were like, kind of leading up to for Mania doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I, I thought the Bailey Naomi match was okay. Uh, the, I thought the Raw Tag Team Championships, even though the wrong team won, was okay. Uh, <laughs> the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between New Day and Miz and Morrison, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I, I mean, Miz and Morrison win, good for them. New Day doesn't need the Tag Team Championships, so I guess it, uh, I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, I thought the Steel Cage match was a decent match. Um, yeah. 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 And then they're, they're, they had this match for the Universal title. I don't know if anybody saw that one or not. But <laughs> What, you don't like six spears and then a, a half hammer? Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, so, no, Jason, so I was telling Mike before you jumped on off the air about Seth Rollins had the tweet of the week. Yeah? And it was simply, if I had only used the jackhammer. <laughs> I mean, we start talking about how, you know, at least uh, he would have hit the jackhammer. So, oh, dude, that is what Ramblin' Rabbit was finally talking about with Daniel Bryan. Oh, my God. Oh, you can beat the Fiend, Daniel. It's with the fucking half jackhammer. That's all he needed. He's like, you said he was the sloppiest jackhammer on the face of the earth, and you can beat him. And, well, I guess realistically, even if he would have been able to tell D-Bry, D-Bry would never be able to do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like he as much as one of the fiends, like ash cheeks. Like, I, I guess the, the whole point of this, obviously, okay, because they want their plan is Roman. You know, Roman must pose, and they figure, okay, we want Roman to be the one, you know, getting over the fans. If we have yeah. him against the fiend, he's going to get the shit, happen. the shit right. boot out of him. Right. So but, I had to put that on Goldberg. I but, get it. But like, but why it, it, not? But why not? Because now they put heat on Goldberg too. Because now everyone's gonna hate Goldberg for beating the Fiend. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's the point. They hate Goldberg for beating the Fiend, so that puts the heat on Goldberg, not on Roman. So now Roman yeah. comes out yeah. looking like. But a here's my problem with that: is even then, as much as I hate the booking of him going over the Fiend, I still think he'd be a better Universal Champion than Roman Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least Goldberg makes me feel good about myself because he was too winded to do an interview after his match from just walking to the ring and doing a couple, <laughs> like, half spears. So I, I he was more winded than I am during Fanboy Fight Club. So 
I, I feel great about myself. For Roman, like Roman goes for fucking 20 minutes in a shitty match I don't care about and fucking with his flowing hair and his ripped muscles, like I feel awful after his match. <laughs> so because you feel awful about yourself that Roman Reigns is in better shape than you, you would rather have Goldberg as champion. Got exactly. It. At least Goldberg is like a realistic expectation. He's just old and, and fucking gets winded walking to the ring. Oh my gosh. That there's so much wrong with that logic. <laughs> and now and then now this like changes like the whole dynamic of Elimination Chamber, which I mean we'll get into obviously I'm sure when we talk about SmackDown, but like yeah. I, oh man. I just and, and and here's the thing that I keep I keep kind of telling myself and I and I kinda came up with this because I'm trying to at least look at it from a different perspective, right? So, you know, obviously we're mad, right? And I, obviously I'm sure a lot of people are mad. I, I honestly am very curious, though, to see what the ratings were for SmackDown because I feel like so many people, even though they're pissed off, probably tuned in just to see what the aftermath was going to be. But the, the, what, what I'm trying to equate this to is I think sometimes w- what we forget as wrestling fans because we've been watching this for a long time and you know, we have that smart attitude because we all know what's best and we all know what should happen and, you know, what we want to happen and things like that is that this is a fucking TV show. These are characters. Like, I feel like, like, if you think about it from this perspective, Mike, you watch Shameless, correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you watch Shameless at all, Kevin? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. No, okay. So there's a character on Shameless. His name is Lev for anybody that watches it. Okay. In the course of that show, in the arc of that show, there are so many times in that show that you just want to reach through the TV and smack the shit out of Lip because he has so many opportunities to do the right thing and to like have things turn out okay for him, but time after time after time, he makes the wrong fucking choice. And it pisses you off, but you still tune in the next week because you want to see how he gets out of it or how he pulls himself out of it or how things change or what's going on. And that character, like out of that entire show, that character has been the one that's drawn me in the most, but it's also been the one that's pissed me off the most. So I I get it from the perspective of this is a TV show. Yeah. They're going to piss their audience off sometimes because they have things that they want to do for their TV show. But at the same time, the Fiend should not have lost the fucking Goldberg. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. So, so I, I, I partially agree with you. I agree with the, the idea that, you know, it's a TV show, so they have reasons behind things. I don't think it was to get ratings for SmackDown. I think what it is, is they need, they don't see the Fiend as a big money draw. Despite the fact that he sells hand over fist and merchandise, they if still they, don't see him uh, as a, as a big money draw. See, so as a main see. event... Roman versus Goldberg comes off as a bigger money match than Fiend versus Roman. If they didn't see him as a big money draw, they would not be putting John turning John Cena at WrestleMania. Mm, that's yeah. Well, guess what? Last year they had John Cena sit in the crowd and then whoop Elias's ass. So like he didn't sit in the crowd. No, he sat in the crowd two years ago. Got oh. by the Undertaker. Last okay, year, John last Cena, year, he, last he year John Cena him. revised the doc- Doctor of Thugonomics and came out and. Either way, what I'm saying is to say that because they're putting in a match with Cena makes them a big money draw, 
that that you're saying Elias is a big money draw. Nothing against yeah, Elias. I, I love Elias, but he is thing. not a big money draw. Here's the thing. I, I honestly think that McIntyre Lesnar will close the show, but I can see the Fiend and Gold or the Fiend and Gold because I'm staring at it. I can see the Fiend <laughs> and John Cena closing the show before I could see Goldberg and Roman Reigns closing the show. Oh, 100 percent Just because that match we know is going to be bad, but it doesn't change the fact that it's big names that are recognizable that people who may not watch it regularly will be like, oh, maybe I'll tune in. Because I don't know where I saw it, but I thought I saw somewhere that Mania is going to be broadcast like on normal TV this year. No? Huh? I don't like I remember reading somewhere, I may have just been some bullshit rumor or something, but like one of the different like wrestling podcasts that I follow like said something about Mania being like broadcast on like normal television, almost like a Super Bowl type situation. Hmm. That'd be interesting. And if that's the case, then that hundred percent makes sense why they'd be like, okay, so why would someone tune in to WrestleMania who isn't already paying for the network or the pay-per-view price of it? Well, because they recognize these names. Goldberg from, you know, rumors are gonna sell it to like what some streaming services, maybe like Fox streaming service. Yeah, ESPN Plus. ESPN. Yeah, ESPN but at that Plus. point, like I, I've I've heard a lot of people who like are reporting about these or just saying, "Well, it looks like I'm back to just reading reviews about pay per views." <laughs> yeah, because you still have to buy, like you'd have to pay for the subscription and you'd mm-hmm. have to buy the pay per view on top of it. Right. Which yeah. I I get ESPN Plus, and I didn't realize that. So I got ESPN Plus, so I'm going to be able to see Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. No jokes on me. I not only do I have ESPN Plus, I still have to pay eighty bucks for the fight. So. <laughs> Fuck that. I watched it for free. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how, but anyway. Um, so All of a sudden, we hear a shuffle, shuffle, and the, and the door comes down, and Jason gets taken away by the FBI. Yeah. And, and, and Mike, and Mike I, I, do, I do have one thing to say to, to your one comment. It totally was about ratings. When you have this show airing less than 24 hours, like the SmackDown show less than 24 hours after this, they're trying to draw eyes on that SmackDown show. That's why they had that match go last. That's that's. I I feel like that's a big reason why. And I think him. Here's, hit, here's hit. the problem though, because that Fox go ahead, Kevin. They, since they we keep it up to you. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. No, um, I forget what I was going to say. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, the ratings when Goldberg appeared. Yeah. On the backstage segment or whatever, I think that maybe had something to do with possibly the title change. Yeah, because they got some. It's it, it is ratings, right? They want people to tune in, and you know, as as cool as the fiend is, and as much as us hardcore fans love the fiend, it's a little bit different when it comes to you know your casual audience. And SmackDown Live being on Fox appeals to that casual audience. Everybody knows who Goldberg is, so when you hear Goldberg won a championship, you're like, holy shit, Goldberg! Like, well, oh, I'll tune in to watch that. I mean, it's totally ratings crap, but. All right, so let's let's move on real quick. Uh, so Revolution is tonight, so it's Saturday, Saturday night. So we're going to go ahead and make our picks. And thank you to Rob. Uh, we have the benefit at least knowing who Jansen picked. Wow, we did to just throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to call him out. I mean, he, he, he calls me out, so I'm calling him out. Oh, All right. I don't listen to either of podcasts, so I have no clue who calls you. Are we gonna? Are we gonna yeah. Re- yeah, and by the way, they're full of shit. We don't make fun of you that much. <laughs> no. Don't at all. I don't talk about. Second. All <laughs> right. Like I said that much. 
So let's start at the bottom of his list, and I'll work my way up so I don't screw things up for him because, you know, I don't want him to have to read a little extra. Uh, so uh, we'll start with the tag, just a regular tag team match, not for a title or anything like that. But there is a little bit of a personal rivalry there because, you know, the Dark Order's apparently trying to recruit Christopher Daniel. So we got SoCal Uncensored, SCU, versus the Dark Order. Alrighty then. Join the Dark Order. The Dark Order tried to recruit us as the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast once. I don't know if you guys remember that. I do, but I can't remember what it was you did. You oh, it was because we were making fun of uh, the one who couldn't figure out how to punch gold dust. Yeah, and you're the one who raised their ire. So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, I yeah. So, who you guys got in this one? Jansen picked Dark Order. So, again, why are we referring to Lapid? <laughs> Just so you know, we we ha- we can you know, try and get one up on him. I mean, at that point, then we should just all pick what he picks and just hope that he's the best one on their team. <laughs> Very true. But yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to go with Dark Order. Dark Order? Yeah. I feel like, yeah, Dark Order, like, I don't know, between all the hype with Matt Hardy potentially going to AEW and just because I've never heard of the other team, I'm going to go with Dark Order. All right. I don't think Matt Hardy has anything to do with this current story. You never all know, right. man. I don't know. He doesn't have a 90-day uh, no-compete clause. He could show yeah. up on Wednesday. All right. So well, the next match. enough, he can show up at the pay-per-view. <laughs> so the <laughs> next match is a um, singles match, and it's going to feature the best, the bastard, Pac versus <laughs> We're going all out. Orange Cassidy, yeah, man. Like Vince McMahon. I can't even really like mock Orange Cassidy because I've never heard the dude talk, so I don't even know what he sounds like. So, Pac versus Orange Cassidy. So, this is Orange Cassidy's first singles match in AEW because lately all he's been doing is coming out with his best friends, people, and uh, standing and then doing his little weird gimmick where he pretends to kick people and fun and stuff like that. So, uh, and apparently, according to their interview with Tony Schiavone, Orange may actually try for this one. So will freshly squeezed win, or will the bastard? <laughs> wow. Um, um, well, I, I just based on how things went with Pac in the past, I'm going to say he's going to be too much for Diva to put over Orange Cassidy, so I'm saying he's going to Okay. I don't know. I think Orange Cassidy is going to win. You know, I'm going Orange Cassidy too because I could see him like accidentally winning and it's just driving crazy. I, I don't know. Because I, I mean, or he just, he, or he just fucking like, pull, Neville wouldn't like, even let Omega yeah. go over with him. Like he fucking threw a tantrum over that. Like, but then he did let Omega go. Yeah, eventually he did. But he, once. I just don't. I can't see him with how full of himself he is. I can't see him being like, I'm going to let this guy who pretends to wrestle. Fucking beat me. Yeah, although, sure. although you know, because if Moxley does end up winning, Pac down the road would be a good opponent for him. No, oh, yeah, without doubt. Yeah, so, definitely. They've already yeah, actually gone, and Moxley's gone over on Pac. I just want to point out that on Super Showdown, Jason had the most wrong answers. Just saying, <laughs> <so you can. laughs> because it's because of the one match, basically. Well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the one match. <laughs> 
he is the reason why we didn't win Super Showdown. Oh my gosh. Whatever, Mike. I got the most right on the Royal Rumble, so go for yourself. Yeah, well, still didn't do very well for us. Because <laughs> most right was like, you had I'm, two right and we had one right. I'm one for two, so whatever. <laughs> all right. You, you, you're good. You're not changing your mind. No, I'm still Okay, all right. All right, so moving on. Next week. So we have the AEW Women's Championship match. And in that match, we have the challenger who has a move way more annoying than Cassidy does with her little boop. I don't know what the fuck that is. Chris Statlander versus Nyla Rose. And for sake of offending people, I'm not going to say anything other than Nyla Rose. Or Nia Rose, sorry, Nia Rose. What, what the Nia fuck Rose. would you say to offend people? I'm just not going to talk about, you know, I'm just not going to talk about, uh, Nia, I mean, she, yeah, she's like been on just destroying people. She's got that. I think Nia Rose, personally. So, no, I'm curious. What, what's yeah, I want to know what you were going to say. Like, what, what, what offensive thing were you going to throw out there for the Gimmick Minute listeners? No, I wasn't. Yes. I guess I wouldn't have said anything offensive, but I feel like. I, I don't want to be that person that, that just harps on the fact that she's a trans women's you don't be a championship. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. That took a minute. Holy shit. Oh, man. Well now now we've got a whole listeners who are gonna attack us on Twitter. Jesus fucking Christ. We're not even at hot and cold yet. Oh man. What? What did I say? Oh, <laughs> you, you, you broke Jason. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know why I thought that was so funny. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, this is so... Right. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. just pray that like we have nothing but like, from supporters <laughs> listening to our podcast at this point. Cause... But Rose, yeah, I, I pick Rose. Rose, okay. Uh, All right. okay Rose. I'm going to go with Rose, too. I don't even know who All I right. are. I, I'm not a Chris Statlander fan at all, so I really hope not, not Rose wins this match. I'm not an AEW women's fan yeah, at all. Yeah, there's not a whole <laughs> so lot. Yeah, their women's division is terrible. So so. Can, you yeah. really have Nia Rose and Britt Baker. That's the only relevant people, to, in my opinion, in it right now. But Yeah, I mean, yeah, Britt Baker. Whew, yeah, man, holy shit. I've never laughed that hard in my life. Yeah, all right, you're so, going. You're going. Because you fucking... <laughs> I know you're going. Like you're going nothing. Going nuts over there, too. I, I'm like two beers in, too, so that might have had something to do with why Jesus. I thought it was so funny. But this, this shows me at terrible ratings. So <laughs> we have another singles, I'm, I'm and this is a bit of a grudge match. I just said, but I didn't hear you, so I'm glad I didn't either. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this one's a match, uh, so I, I'm really excited for this match. One, because I thought honestly, best builds on the card, and two, uh, I think it's gonna be a hell of a match. We got uh. Darby Allen going up against the uh, what's what do they call him the uh, the the Spanish, sex machine Spanish the Spanish sex, sex god yeah, yeah the Spanish sex god Sammy Guevara so the half dead guy versus the Spanish sex god has anyone told him that he's stealing Angel uh, what's his face's gimmick from Raw uh, Angel Guevara or Angel Guevara Angel <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Angel Garza. Is yeah, it's got to be the last time we record after one a.m. <laughs> uh, honestly, I um, I I think that um, Angel Garza does it better than Sammy Guevara personally, but um, 
that might just be me. I don't know, but I like Darby Allen in this one. Yeah, me too. All right. I'll I'll be a team player and go with that, even though I want to vote for the sex god. Okay. (laughs) All right. And then um, we have another member of the circle in singles action. We got Jake Hager making his AEW debut versus Dustin Rhodes, friend of the show. Um, What they call him the natural. The natural, yes. The natural. Dustin Rhodes. So I, I I gotta say that the the former Jack Swagger Jake Hager with the hot wife is gonna win. Oh yeah, really? I would have I would have figured need, that they would have a uh, gold dust to, win. Needs the dick. Or red dust, <laughs> I guess. Well, I mean, honestly though, I mean Hager is defeated right now in MMA. So how shitty would that look if ninety uh, year old Dustin Rhodes? Sorry, Dustin, friend of the show, um, beats Jake yeah. Hager in. He's like ten years older than AJ Styles, <laughs> right? <laughs> AJ Styles eighty years old, by the way. In case anyone, <laughs> yeah, and yet he can still do better like, than Undertaker, it, who's one hundred and fifty yeah. and can't choke slam him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but anyway, so I, but but seriously though, I mean, this dude undefeated in in MMA, so he's making his AEW debut. I, I love Dustin, I do, and I think. You know, for for a guy that is his age, I mean, he is better, just as good as anybody in the ring right now. And but I still don't, I still don't think Jake Jake Hager gets beaten by him. No, and I think they'll be smart about it, and you know, put the right guy over. So yeah, uh, I really want to be loyal to a, a gimmick made a best friend. Yeah, I do too, but he's not you're, gonna, you're convincing so. me otherwise. So I guess yeah. Jack Swagger it is. Uh. All right, now, this one is an interesting one, and I feel like it's going to be kind of hard to call. This is going to be the AEW Tag Team Championship match, and it's going to feature Kenny Omega against the Hangman, Adam Page, versus the Young Bucks. Man, that's a, I didn't realize it was a triple threat handicap match. <laughs> It's Kenny Omega versus Adam Page versus the Young Bucks. No, and a triple three handicap. Yeah. Kenny Omega first, and, first and Adam Page, the champions versus the Young Bucks. They're defending the, the tag team titles. Yeah, single, single versus tag team. Oh my god! Okay, let me try this again. If one of the yeah. other guys wins, they get to be like, yeah, tag yeah, team. No, I get both belts. <laughs> well, we man. have the tag team champions, Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Defending their championships against the Young Bucks, I did that terribly. Anyway, that was that was awful. That didn't even feel good. It didn't sound good or feel good. I'm not even gonna try to do it again. But yeah, so I, honestly, like for this one, it, it, this one's hard to judge because you know there's gonna be a blow up between Omega and Page at some point, right? It, does it happen after this match, or do they carry the titles for a little bit long before it happens? I honestly feel because it's against the Young Bucks, it's going to happen as a result of this match. I think the Young Bucks win. Or does... Um, I had thought about this. Like, um, uh, It'd be hard to turn like Omega like heel. But like, what if Omega and Hangman Page like, totally healed out on the Young Bucks? So you're saying Kenny Omega leaves the... and just goes with Page? Yeah, and they, they kind of do like a little... Heel team. 
and then that'd be interesting. Have a, have a little rivalry with Young Bucks. That would be interesting, but I I don't know. I feel because I mean, he and Omega he just he's just so over. Like outside of Cody, he's probably one of the most over people. So yeah, it's it's and it's going to be hard for them to turn Adam Page heel because I feel like that's what they're trying to do. And and that's where it's gonna go. Like they're gonna lose, and he's just gonna beat the shit out of Omega. But so many people love him because they drink beer with him in the stands and they yell yeah. cowboy shit and all that. Like I feel like I feel like it's gonna be hard to turn him heel. But there's no, there aren't a whole lot of traditional heels in AEW anyway. So I don't know if it really matters. Like I just feel yeah. like this is gonna be the straw that breaks the camel's back, and the young bucks walk away with it. But I don't know. It's a tough call. It's a risk either way. On I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Paige and Omega. All right. What about I'm you? Going, I'm going Young Bucks. Oh great! This is gonna be our Street Profits moment next <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we're okay though because Jansen picked Omega and Paige. So okay. All right, and then uh, the other grudge match we have the other singles match and this one i think is gonna be interesting too uh we got the uh mjf maxwell jacob freeman versus cody man that was bad too what the hell um you think that would be an indicator that you should just not do it but instead yeah you think so but i'm gonna keep all i heard was (laughs) (laughs) cody cody all right, that like sounds like a horse. Cody, Cody, come fight Michael J. Fox <laughs> with me. Michael J. Fox. What is wrong? <laughs> oh God, that's, that's great. All right. Oh, so I'm not. Uh, saying okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just let's just leave it at that. We're, we're already way. Uh, that'll be too, an off. Uh, that'll be an off. Comment. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure the Queen of Any is gonna delete my listening to episodes. Oh yeah, especially after after <laughs> Kevin this episode. I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> what. Rare. Hey, I said nothing wrong. He didn't want to be a dick. All right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you don't get nuts on me. So. <laughs> oh god! I just I. Oh. <laughs> Oh god. All right. So honestly, I'm I'm going MJF here. Uh and and really like everything wrestling with everything that Cody's had to do, like, the whole build up, everything like normal wrestling would say that Cody's going to get his comeuppance, he's going to win this match. But honestly, I feel like Cody is a smart enough guy that he's trying to build a huge heel here with MJF and he's trying to like he's trying to bring up a really young star and I feel like I f- it's probably not going to be clean cuz you know Wardlow will probably be involved but I no, feel like know, I no you know I think it's going to be involved I think Andrew Anderson's going to turn on Cody Ooh weird okay that would be an interesting turn All right. but um, I I'm I'm going MJF with this one Yeah I'm too Yeah Marty we we got to go back so All right just because, like, you know, Cody went over in the cage. If Cody didn't go over in the cage match and got, like, ass beat there, they didn't really do much of a build-up Wednesday or whatever. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I just, I just feel like, to your point, I, yeah, this is a perfect opportunity to really 
um, hit hit this like asshole MJF while it's hot. Yeah, because especially if he gets that win over Cody, I mean, man, the smug promos that he could cut. Oh, yeah. like, I, I mean, it's gonna be great. All right, now for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship match, we have La Champion Chris Jericho defending his title against Gia and Moxley. I was waiting for it. I did that pretty. I thought I did that pretty well. That was probably my best. Other than it was. <laughs> sound like you were trying to take a shit. The next time I take the next time I take a shit, I'm gonna be like, going, oh, yeah, Moxley. <laughs> All right, so um, I, man, I I'll let you guys go first on this one. I'm just blabbing. This one, this one's hard for me because, like, part of me thinks it makes sense for Moxley to go over. But part of me also thinks like Jericho hasn't had a lot of title defenses to where I feel like it's a, like legitimize this belt enough to where it's time to pass it off to someone else. Yeah. I agree. I think, I think as long as Jericho is healthy and is, you know, able to keep doing what he's doing or whatever, he should stay champion. I mean, I mean that, and I mean they're they're going oh, wow. all in with these action figures. They've got three fucking Chris Jerichos, two <laughs> belt. So like, yeah, I'm going, I'm going with Le Champion. All right, so Jericho for Kevin. You going Jericho, Mike? Yeah, I'm going to. I'm probably gonna regret it, but I'm going to. All right, I, I'm going Moxley. Um, I, here's, I, I, our street, I, here's our street profits moment, right? Here. Uh, no, this is not. <laughs> this is not a street profits moment. Thank you. Um. <laughs> Jason's going I, the reason him. why yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is Jason taking a shit is what's happening. I, I just want to keep saying his name on every show. Um, no, I, I, I and you know, you know, I've been critical of Moxley is what it is, but I feel like he he has built himself like way over fans. Um, I mean, Jericho has people singing a song and he gets the cheers, but Moxley like really gets that crap going. I feel like he is the only legitimate star that can take that title away from Chris Jericho and carry it and make it mean more than what it is. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's just time. Like Jericho has like, yeah, he did it. I mean, he's defended it more than what you think, Mike. I mean, he's defended it against Darby Allen. He's defended it against, um, who's a, a Scorpio sky. He's defended it against Cody. He's defended it from, I mean, he's had probably, I don't know. He's had a handful of title defenses. He's just but... just as many as Brock Lesnar. Yeah, <laughs> really, really. I mean, honestly, and he's been yeah, and how legitimate is that title? Yeah, yeah exactly. and he, he's been on the show every week. So, I, yeah, I just think I just think it's Moxley's time. I think it's the right time to put it on somebody else because Jericho has somebody, and and you know he can feud. They, they can feud for it back and forth. Like Jericho can chase it for a minute, but I mean, I can almost see them stretching it out. The problem is, though, there isn't another pay-per-view. How long, though? Because they only do four a year, right? Exactly. So are they, like, I don't know how much more story they can get out of stretching that out for another 12 weeks. You know what I mean? So I feel so like Mo- I feel like Moxley would have to win the ch- title in order to, to, carry, to carry it on or 
do something. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like if they do, if they have Jericho go over, then that means that like it brings up the next person. Because I just feel like, yeah, Moxley's super over, but I just I don't think he's. That's over the problem. Who, who's that next person? Though? If it's not Moxley, who who's a credible person that can take the title off of him? Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy. Okay, here's my thing with Matt. Okay, <laughs> I love Matt Hardy. I love I love the Hardy Boys. I am a huge like I'm a huge fan. I love Matt's broken character. I everything about it. Okay, the, my issue with Matt Hardy is the guy can barely fucking walk at this point. I he mean, can never walk, Jason. If you go back and watch, he fucking waddles. But he's, he's bow-legged as fuck. Getting worse is my point, and his hip is fusing in with his pelvis. Like he's to the point where. He really should stop working matches. Like he's not. But, his with, but with AEW's schedule, like yeah. he literally, literally come in. He's still not get. He's still not when, giving when his best in the ring though, from a match standpoint. And his career is near the end. So putting him in a feud for the AEW World Championship, like oh. I. Just, okay. Wait a second. Wait so, a second. So Jericho, who's significantly older than Matt Hardy, Jericho doesn't have the health issues at point. I feel like that's just because there's a lot of cocaine involved. Like, well, Matt has a has a young family. He can't do cocaine, so it's not helping him right. Now. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I think that I, I don't think Jericho's ready to drop the belt yet. And I feel uh, like if if Matt Hardy came, it'd be it, nothing else. Good television to have. Dark Order, Dark Order versus the Inner Circle. All and right. the weird shit that would come from that. All right. All right. All right. It's okay, Street Profits. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Plus, Kevin, you got I mean, any more opinions plus, before? Plus, you know, um, Luke Harper's going to be coming in soon. <laughs> so, hey, you never know. That's your legitimate star to, to put up against Chris Jericho. <laughs> Hey. Dear God, at least the member of the Wyatt family with the least TV yeah. time in the past year. Oh God! Yeah. All right. Um. So those were our picks for Revolution, and uh, hopefully we do way better. The Reality Check podcast that we did last time. Uh. So before we move on to Hot and Cold, I'm going to go ahead and slide in part two of my conversation with the Foul Original. So I hope you guys enjoy part two. I'm going to try and pick up right where we left off through the power of editing. So hopefully I did a good job. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, so go ahead and give that a listen. We'll see you back in a little bit. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I I mean, and you talk a little bit about your YouTube. So why don't you get more specific into that? So when did you said you started this about four years ago doing the different content? I know we talked a little bit before we started, but uh, why don't you get into like kind of how the the foul basically came 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 to be? Oh, so about four years ago in 2016, April, um, March, even. I started, I had an idea, and the idea was that I'd been watching people like WrestleMania, people like Top 10 Wrestling, people like, especially WrestleMania, of more than anyone else, and I was watching this kind of content being produced, of the Top 10s and, like, his documentary series um, behind the Titantron, like, it had me gripped, and I wanted to do something similar. I 
kind of didn't want to do it as me though i wanted to leave a chance that if it ever went bad <laughs> like if it ever went terrible i could just be like he doesn't exist this guy isn't me um <laughs> unfortunately it went well but uh so i made the first video um and it was uh it was a youtube video called uh, how to get suspended by the wwe and it was about titus o'neill so it was when he did the little the little like he grabbed Vince out of the way because Steph was walking past at um, Daniel Bryan's retirement thing, and then Vince went all crazy and threw him away, and then he got suspended for a bit before Mania. And so I did a video on that. Uh, it got like got like a hundred views or something. It wasn't massive, and I was like, "All right, still, still better than nothing." And then yeah, I, mean, I did. That's, that's pretty pretty good for for a first time putting something out. And I mean, like, obviously it took a lot of time and I never put my face out there. Then I did another video and the second video was about Roman Reigns and it was uh, Roman Reigns boo, uh, boos have been censored by the WWE. Uh, this video didn't take that long, as long as the other one. Um, put that video out and in a day it got 20,000 views. Oh, so sure. I know, I know. So I was like, <laughs> oh, well, I, I think I, I think I did it. I think I figured it out. Now, at the time, um, I was in a relationship which was like it. We were going different ways. Like we were totally, and it could, it was, we could already kind of, it was happening. We were going different ways, and this was something that I was looking at doing. My partner didn't like wrestling anyway, so <laughs> it wasn't mm -hmm. an easy sell. It's like, hey, I've got to go waste a lot of time learning how to do this stuff, and it's all about wrestling. Um, yeah. And uh, so. Unfortunately, I didn't have time to capitalize that, capitalize on that at the time. Um, so I kind of went away, went into my, I went like found a new job and all this kind of stuff. And in the meantime, I'd made another video, top 10 wrestlers who had murdered someone. And that video was doing crazy good on its own with no mm -hmm. help from me. And I went away, started doing live streaming. I came back to wrestling content in about 2018. And that's when I started doing a weekly show. And it was just after Mania 2018. I did a watch along in the January of 2018, just on my phone. So a watch along for people that don't really know what it is. It's essentially, I watch the show. You watch me watching the show without seeing the show. And we have a chat about what's happening. Like sometimes it can go really well. Sometimes it can go terribly. Um, but that one went really well. And that random video on my phone in the middle of downstairs watching uh, TV, that one got 40,000 views um, out of nowhere. And I was like, okay. So then I was like, I'm going to start making videos again. But I didn't, I take a long time making videos. So the live stuff was what I kind of got into. I'd been doing live stuff on Periscope. So I had an idea of how to do it. Um, and then talk about wrestling. And it's kind of went from there. Um, and the major kind of growth that I saw was when I joined wrestling Twitter. Um, I made a nuisance out of myself on wrestling Twitter all of 2018, yeah. end of 2018. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, absolutely, exactly. That is exactly. Everybody knew who the hell I was. I like. I took. Uh, I took my lead from uh, the episode of Arrested Development when Tobias goes into the. Uh, it's the movie studio and he goes and talks his name around the water cooler and then okay. like, that Fionke, <laughs> that Fionke, oh that Fionke. And then he walks into a, uh, he walks into audition. What's your name? Tobias, get the hell out. And he's like, oh damn it. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> 
exactly what That's I did. Funny. And so I went around, I just get involved in threads every now and then. like because people have always asked like where that massive growth came from. And it was just that I saw stuff happening on Twitter and originally I felt quite insular in it all. Like I didn't feel like I could speak because again, I would look at numbers of followers, I would look at like stuff like that and say oh, well, they're not going to talk to me because X, Y, Z. Um, but because I was making a nuisance of myself on Twitter, I didn't have that fear anymore. So I just randomly mm. messaged people. Like, I messaged and, like, and I feel bad because I never went back to him. And I totally should. But I was looking at people in my, like, of my, all my balls. I had all my balls everywhere. <laughs> Hold up. What is going on? Well, I think you're still there. Yeah, there we go. Sorry about that. I I'll have to kind of do a little editing there. You're, it's it. Uh, I my audio cut out for a second and then came right back. So my fault. Where were you? <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. So um, say so, so. Uh, like I spoke to had all my balls. Yeah. Like <clears throat> I got balls now. I'm running around Twitter, I'm telling everyone like whatever. And I messaged Joel Gertner. Uh-huh. The um from ECW and like yeah, this yeah. was one the of those race, yeah. this is one yeah and this is one of those moments when I was like oh my god I've messaged Joe Gertner he came back to me and I said I'd like to do something with you not knowing what and he goes yeah what would you like to do and then at this moment of fear I was like I don't know what I'm going to do with him I don't know what he thinks <laughs> so I'm just not going to reply back um, but I spoke to loads of people during that year as well um, I got to speak to WrestleMania I just messaged him and said, hey, man, like, because what I'd noticed was, for some reason, I had more Twitter followers than a lot of YouTubers. And so I just went, hey, do you want to chat? And they'd go, what do you want to chat to me for? And I'd be like, because, like, I watch on YouTube all the time. <laughs> and with with WrestleMania especially, he was like, yeah, man, let's sort something out. Where are you from? I was like, UK. And he was like, same. And I was like, I know. This is going to be amazing. And uh, we had uh, we had a great chat. Um, and from him, I then spoke to... So for like, for the major thing is like a lot of people ask how to get to where I am sometimes. And like, it's... Um, I spoke to the like, Toe Jam and Earl. The mm-hmm. Toe Jam and Earl game came out last year. And I just found their social media hilarious. So... Um, I don't know why, but I just DM'd them. Like they they followed me and their DMs were open. So I just slid straight in and I was like, hey guys, is can we do something together? And they were like, Yeah. And again, I was like, oh my god, this is Toe Jam and Earl. So like um <laughs> they they did an interview with me. I was really, really lucky to get an interview with like the games designer to put on remote wrestling, which is another thing I did. Um last year was a lot of figuring stuff out. But um, on the YouTube, um, I do watch-alongs for AEW Dynamite for all the big pay-per-views, so all the WWE ones and Raws and Smackdowns on occasion. Um, but it's fun. Like, it's fun to get chance to speak to other wrestling fans uh, and kind of test out some of my tech stuff as well because, you know, like, I did WrestleMania this year. I did... Uh, Wrestle Kingdom this year. Wrestle Kingdom was better for me sure. than it would have been for people doing it in the US. I just had to wake up a little bit earlier. Like you guys right. had to stay up till stupid o'clock in the night. 
Um, <laughs> I, think, I think one show started at 9 a.m. for me and the other show started at 6 a.m. for me. So, like, that's way better than a... But then at the same time, I remember just having this, like... I mean, this really, like... Oh, what's it? What's it? Not sour grapes. What's the? Uh, what's the? Is it Chardon? It's not Chardonnay, but it's like when you you like you take take joy in the mist in like in the misery of someone else. It's like all these American <laughs> fans going, "Oh no, I'm gonna have to stay up till stu- uh, but I don't, but I don't want to do that for a game and two nights in a row." And I was like, "Welcome to Mania Weekend, bitches!" Because this is what I do on Mania Weekend. I'm up like Friday night watching whatever ROH things happening. Then I'm up for Takeover on Saturday night and the Hall of Fame. Then Sunday night, eh? Then Monday, then Tuesday, and then I rest. Um, but like, it was really interesting to see that, like, this, like, this whole, like, series of people going, but how am I going to stay up? How do people do this? And I'm like, there's a whole goddamn continent over here that do it all the time. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, I, I've never, with New Japan, I, I watched it a little bit when Cody, Kenny, and Omega and stuff like that, and when Jericho was a part of it, but it's never been something that's really resonated with me. So I'll, I'll watch the Wrestle Kingdom stuff, but I'll do it basically in bits and pieces. I don't have to stay up and watch it like some people do, but I can only imagine, man, if, if I like when it came to something like WrestleMania, if the to to live that schedule to be able to watch everything live and and you know stay relevant with it that would be that would be a, a task for sure so i can only imagine how crazy wow. that that is for you <laughs> i i always say the wrestlemania night so just to put it into context and then it's normally enough for people so like the i start my watch along normally about half an hour or an hour before the pre-show starts <laughs> so pre-show for wrestlemania this year started in the uk at about 10 p.m. Um, oh, wow. So, okay. so like, I start my pre-show at like half nine. The show, yeah. our time, ended at about 6 a.m. So, oh, so, yeah, it's a long, it's a, it's a big chunk of time. And then if you want to do a post-show afterwards, like, a lot of people ask me to do a post-show. I used to do my own post-shows and until yeah. I realized, like, oh, my God, this is insane. Like, because I've watched <laughs> the whole show, and then it's, like, 7 o'clock in the morning, and I've been up all night, and I'm just look, staring into a camera going... And then afterwards, people are like, oh, you forgot this, you forgot this, you forgot this. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, of course I did. I, for- I forgot to blink for at least 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> People are assholes, you know? Like, it's like you, you spend that whole time doing all that, and that's the takeaway. <laughs> Uh, but I, I think it's funny though because it is like the first thing it's it's that whole like um, mentality of you know when like, like you see someone come in and you've cleaned the whole room and they're like oh you just missed a spot I know right. I missed the spot I was getting to it. I'll get it alright I'll get it so I mean in your, in your opinion and you know we'll uh, go back to the wrestling talk a little bit so in your opinion what, what do you think some of the biggest challenges facing the wrestling industry today are um cancel culture massively uh it's it's probably the major major struggle it's coming up against is the amount of distractions that isn't wrestling right now um like wrestling like all entertainment you know it lives and dies by the people that are watching it and that are moving into it into the next generation and I think something like wrestling is is probably one of the hardest sells for the next generation um, because 
with something like a sport, with something like, say, baseball, you know, there are years and years and time and it's, in inverted commas, a real sport. I know steroids is prevalent in baseball as well, but it's like a real sport. And like it's something that people will never, you'll never have someone come to you and say, like, about baseball, oh, that guy wore a goofy outfit or something like that. Yeah, you'll never have, you might have that, but it'll be part of their whole deal. Um, it's easier to sell that around the world. Wrestling, now that the cat's fully out of the bag and we all appreciate it for a piece of entertainment, it's almost kind of lost what it was. So to get people into it now, you have to have engaging stories. Someone like, say, The Fiend is fantastic yeah. because he speaks to a different part of the entertainment industry. Like he is so over the top that he's a character that a mainstream audience can look at and go, Hey, I like this guy. Um, they don't res have to necessarily think he's a wrestler, but cancel culture, especially like I, I might as well say it. So I spoke to um, a, a wrestler. I won't say his name. But I spoke to a wrestler who recently spoke out on a podcast, and I did a recording with him. Um, and it was really good, and we got some good information. But I don't know if I'll ever release the actual audio because he was speaking about cancel culture, and we just spoke about um, Cornette. Now, this particular uh -huh. wrestler that I spoke to, um, he was African-American. So I wanted to get part of his insight into it. And like his insight was like, you know, we shouldn't be canceling people for stuff and everything. And I remember just thinking about the Cornette situation after it now. Now, mm. I recently watched the Ruthless Aggression documentary, which just came on the network. Yeah, and... I just watched the first two episodes of that. And it's really, really good. Like it's yeah. of course, yeah, there's there's a little bit of like you know historical tampering there. There's a little bit of revisionist history, just but um, bit, yeah. just a just a touch. <laughs> um, but uh, like, but I thought that it was really good. And there was a point when they talk about OVW in the second episode, the Cena episode, and for a second you hear this voice, and it's Cornette, isn't it? Of course, it's Cornette because Cornette yeah. was a major part of the fabric of professional wrestling within its height. And a very um, loads and loads of points in history. Russo as well. Russo luckily hasn't done like it, he said stupid things, but stupid Russo things. Like Cornette said stupid right. things, and seeing him in a WWE produced documentary, he's never going to disappear from them because they filmed probably years worth of footage to put into documentaries, but. Then you look at, say, someone like a Benoit, like, that makes sense. You don't speak, you know, like, that's a whole totally different situation. But for the fact that Cornette, who says stupid things all the time, said something stupid, got fired from his position, which was, like, his perfect position in the NWA, to still be in documentaries and stuff, like, it's, it's what's going to end up killing part of it. Like, it definitely... Because when we see something like Val Venus, which has just happened, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I, th I think like, I think like, damn, that's not what should be going on. Like Val Venus is trying to, and that's when I'm when I said the cancel culture thing about ten years ago. Val Venus doing that on TV 
would have garnered ratings. Yeah. But now, and he doesn't get that, and I think that's part of it, he doesn't understand, is because people care a lot more and are more willing to speak out, it don't fly. So when you're like doing that on your own platform and then expecting people to kind of go, oh, well, he's just being a bit healy. No, he's being a dickhead. It's just now there's no excuse because you can't really go back to, well, you know, it's professional wrestling. It's all razzle-dazzle because it's like, no, you said that. <laughs> like you actually said that. Not in character. You're not employed by a promotion. Um, so I think that's one of the major, major challenges yeah, that, that wrestling comes up against. That, that was Sean Morley that said that, not Val Venus. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's exactly. where, 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 where yeah. people sometimes get lost in that. I think <clears> you're absolutely correct, man. Like, that's, that's, the, that's, I think, the difference. And, like, we've seen it on Twitter as well. You know, I'm not going to mention his name, but <laughs> I'm not going to mention his name yet. But, like, that individual he's looking at people like Sean Morley and he's looking at them and he's like, well, they're garnering a reaction. He's looking at someone like an MJF and he's like, well, they're garnering a reaction. What am I doing any different from them? Well, yes, they at one point or currently wrestle and, you know, that's the difference. Like, if you're looking to become the next Cornette, go for it, get on your scooter, hit KFC (laughs) and be done with it. Yeah. But, (laughs) Like, you know, it's just not... I just think that it's really stupid that, like, people think that that's still... Like, that that is still relevant and that's still a thing. Like, the one thing out of all of it, which I just absolutely loved, was Nala Rose's um, response, which is, made Val Venus relevant again. And I'm like, yeah, you did. <laughs> like, yeah. he's he's only doing this because you're garnering an actual audience and people care. And then she came out on Dynamite this week, and she was amazing. And she was just telling everyone, "I'll kill you." And I was like, "That's what you're gonna do? Like, that's exactly how you do yeah. it." I was actually really happy to see that she actually cut like a really good promo because really most of the women, other than Brit, Britt Baker on AEW, haven't really spoke much at all. And I think it's really hurt their division because you don't have anybody like really cutting promos or. <clears throat> starting like rivalries with with each other and i feel like that that's something that they've sorely been lacking outside of some of the in-ring work has been a little eh, as well but i i think that's that's a division that they really need to grow with if they're going to be successful long term because nxt they're stacked on on the women's side oh, and even raw and smackdown have have really strong women's divisions so that's and that's a a, a point of I think that's a point where AEW really does does need some growth, but um, but I mean they're getting there. It's getting better. I mean, and I think Nyla Rose being champion helps that because Riho was, I mean, as, as fun as she is to watch in the ring, there's not much there because there's not much story with it. So I think Nyla Rose is is a, a monster that they can build a story around and maybe garner a little bit more attention that way. So, but I'd uh, love to. Like my dream match when the second I saw Nyla Rose and like and it and it happened in that um, that big battle royal um, for the gold like way back and it was when she faced off against Awesome Kong and I was like that's the match I want to see oh, like, yeah. that's the match that I'm waiting for that match yeah with like a face um, Awesome Kong coming back to dethrone Nyla Rose that would be so awesome like I would be so down for that and I could see like that would be 
that that would be our really big match that could really garner some ratings. And it could be quite ironic that, or coincidental that twice in the history of women's wrestling, Awesome Kong has been at the forefront of making it a big deal again in a promotion that people don't really pay much mind to. Um, <laughs> so I think it'd be quite interesting. And like, um, but yeah, you know, so Fowls might kind of cut out here. So I figured this would be a good time to end part two. Check out part three on next week's show and enjoy the rest of the podcast. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Part two of our conversation with original. <laughs> <laughs> I love how uh, Kevin just chuckles because literally 10 seconds. But for you guys, it was like a half hour. <clears throat> All right, yeah, so we're gonna move like four and a half seconds. But... Yeah, because I was yeah. counting because I was gonna be an asshole at ten, ten seconds, but I got the four and then I cut it. I cut back. I was cutting it short because I was afraid Mike was gonna. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to move into the hot and cold segment. So this is where Michael comes up with the most ridiculous things to compare the TV shows that have aired on um, TV this past week. And lots of times they're very inappropriate. Sometimes they're appropriate. and Sometimes they're just weird. So, starting with Monday Night Raw. Mike, how was Monday Night Raw? Oh man, this is going to be interesting. I'm doing this on the fly <laughs> because I didn't even know we were doing this show until... <laughs> oh um, man. I'm so happy you started with, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, Raw for me was like a bag of chips that didn't have too much air in it, but wasn't quite as full as you'd like it to be. It was it was pretty good, had a lot of good segments, but there was still some trash in there that they need to get rid of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Kevin, well, how do you feel about it? Yeah, it's like, um, so you're, like, eating through that bag of chips, and then you, like, pick up that one that's, like, fucking green, and it's just, like, <laughs> fucking nasty-ass chip. So. So what you're saying is, there were some good parts to it, but then you got that one, like, absolutely nasty. I don't know. I didn't really watch Raw that much. I was just kind of going off of Mike's analogy. So okay, all right. trying to make funny, haha. All right. So what? So <laughs> what? What was? What was there on the show? So let, let's start off from the beginning, right? So you had, um, you had the. Uh, I know there was a. Uh, the... oh, let's talk about home real, real quick. So like last week, we we're talking about Samoa Joe's injury, and yeah, so now he's, he's suspended. Now he's suspended, suspended for fucking <laughs> abusing yeah, wellness policy, but. Yeah, oh, God. This is what happens yeah. when you're like, "Oh, I took a a bump through a table commercial, and then I took some drugs to take care of that bump," and they're like, "You're suspended." So, so Monday was the <laughs> so it was the referee, right? They did the you know the old Montreal referee. Yeah, my buddy from Fastlane last year. Oh, okay. Wait, what? <laughs> okay. okay, so the referee that was a part of that segment that was the the Monday Night Messiah disciple. I am about 95% sure was the guy that I sat next to during Fastlane in Cleveland last year. Because remember I told you that I sat next to a guy who does like who refs matches for Evolve and stuff like that, and he knows like Johnny Gargano, Kevin Owens, and those guys? I'm very, very positive that that was him that was the match. Oh, well, I mean, maybe he'll send you free tickets too. Yeah. Oh, I thought lost you guys. You were like really. 
But anyway, all right, so let's let's start from the beginning, right? So I, I thought the segment between so I, I like the fact that they branched out Kevin Owens a little bit and got him away from Seth. Like we kind of talked about that last week, how that storyline was starting to get a little stale, and I feel like they needed to kind of break it up a little bit and you know, maybe start to work towards an end or work towards something else. So I like that they had Kevin doing something else. I like his promo with Randy Orton. Randy Orton was brilliant again. Um, and it, it led to, it led to a match and at least, you know, it still involved the same storyline, but at least there was a little bit of progress there. Right. Um, I, um, let's see. I'm trying to think the Becky Lynch storyline that's going on with Shayna Baszler right now, like that women's contract signing. I thought that was actually a lot of fun. I thought Oscar was, like, was uh, great in that. Somebody had an offer it was uh, one of the WWE like women wrestlers said something about like it was like that scene from Mean Girls. Yeah, it was Peyton Royce. It totally Peyton was. Royce. Okay. Yeah, yeah, especially when Liv jumped over the table, attacked uh, and attacked Ruby. Totally like the scene out of Mean Girls. That was it was hilarious. Yeah, I thought that I I I felt like that was pretty spot on too. Good point bringing that up. But yeah, I thought that was great. The only thing that like Sarah Logan honestly just didn't belong, right? Yeah, she was. She feels like she's gonna be there as this like middle ground for the chamber match, and then they're just gonna be like, "Oh yeah, she's gonna try to break them up," and they're both gonna whoop her ass instead. Right. Yeah. So yes. I what a, so yeah. Shane is Shane in the women's. She's in the women's. Yeah, she's in the chamber match. Yeah, she's okay. in the chamber. She came out. See, she made everybody wait. So everybody was in the ring. They all signed the contract, and then Shayna came out after and went through the crowd. And she signed the contract last. And then nobody, nobody really, the whole thing went crazy. Nobody touched Shayna, but then Becky came out and they kind of had their thing. So, I mean, they're, they're like, that's the thing. Like, I, why are we doing an elimination chamber when we already know who's, who's going to win it? While I agree, I feel like it's also to set up other things because I have a feeling they're going to set up. Natalia and uh, Beth Phoenix to go against the Bukaki Warriors. Along with Liv Morgan. I, I, I have a feeling it's going to be a triple threat between Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, and uh, Ruby Riot. So the Riot Squad's going to have a triple threat match. Okay. They'll probably be on the pre show, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I would I prefer just. I would. I would say that's more like a, one, That's but... more of like an. I would too, but I would say that's more of like an access match. Oh my god! Damn, that's cold. <laughs> that is cold. That's, that's real cold. cold. I mean, come that's, on. That's ice cold <laughs> in our was... segment. <laughs> that's like an empty bag of chips. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's like you open up a bag of chips and there's just dry ice inside. No, you, that's, that's how, you open it up and you realize the other end's already open. God. <laughs> yeah. No, you you get a bag of Doritos and you open up and it's pretzels. So <laughs> I like pretzels though, so I'd be yeah, and, too, and it's supposed it's to be cool pretzels. ranch Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> I do I do too, but you wanted fucking Doritos. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so so I thought that segment was fun and then the um I thought Montez Ford and Seth Rollins had a good match. I mean it was it was a it was a good fun match to watch. I thought uh Murphy and um and D'Angelo Dawkins match got cut way too short. It's almost like why it was I don't know, that was kind of dumb how that all transitioned in. Can, can we talk but, for a second um, though about the fact that 
at the beginning of the show, they advertised that like both the matches that were going to happen with both Seth and Buddy Murphy. Right, and then they acted like it was a surprise. And then he like he's like, I yeah. challenge you. <laughs> to I know. I'm like, I know. what the fuck yeah. is going on? And then the commentators are like, oh, they're going to do this? They're going to have a match? Yeah, right? They us, fucking act surprised. Like, us what the fuck told us like, years ago this was going to happen? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was pretty dumb. That, that hurt Raw for sure. All right, so let's move on. The go-home show to Revolution for AEW. How... What what kind of bag of chips was that? Um, this was the bag of chips that I, I I bought but left in the car because I wasn't prepared to have this podcast tonight, so I hadn't done my recap for AEW yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin, I know you watch AEW. So what did you think of it? Um, let's see, the women's stuff that went on the show was not good. Okay. Um, so there's nothing really to talk about that. Um. The only thing, uh, the other thing critical was lack of like final build for um, MJF and Cody. Right. So I feel like instead of having like that women's match, wherever they should have did some kind of video package or something. Um, the sit down segment with the Young Bucks and Omega and Ham- Hangman Page, like moderated by JR, was great. I don't know if you guys heard the comment the Young Bucks said to Hangman Page about how. You were a jobber at Ring of Honor, and then we got you in the Bullet Club and got you over. Yeah. And not... <laughs> um, so that was a good segment. Um, the whole weigh-in thing. I know you guys shit on it, but like, <laughs> there was the whole point of it was not to like find out really how much they weighed. I mean, it was. I, I thought. Oh, I know. I thought. I, know, I, thought, I, know. It was, I thought. It was, it was, it was thought a way it was to be great. different and not do a, yeah. a I mean, contract sign, but it's the, it's still the, stupid. The, the inner circle coming down, matching jumpsuits. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, that that that, that made it worse. Like I saw I that mean, part. Jericho playing to the crowd, calling you know Patrick Mahomes is you know the Chiefs quarterback, a piece of shit. Did he call him <laughs> Patrick Mahomes or did he Air, call him Aaron something Mahomes, else? Aaron Mahomes. Yeah, he called him Aaron Mahomes. I, I thought so. I just wanted to be sure. He just like just gets Mike all of a sudden like out of nowhere and says, "Oh, by the way, Aaron Mahomes is a piece of shit." <laughs> the crowd, yeah, and, they know, the right and, they, <laughs> and they know it's cheap heat, but they still like boot the shit out of them. So right, right. But like it, the legit, the legit, like getting busted open by uh, Moxley was pretty sweet. I mean, he got like seven stitches or something like that. Yeah, so that was pretty sweet. Um, well, and, and and you're also burying the lead because finally Kenny Omega showed up in AEW. Oh yeah, that. Iron Man match between him and Pac. Wow. Great yeah, match. And that's like the Kenny Omega, like hopefully we can see more and more of. Like that's like New Japan Kenny Omega. So without a doubt. Yeah. That was good shit. So that reminded me of why Kenny Omega was the best wrestler of two thousand and eighteen. Yeah. Right there. I mean, just fantastic. Yes, yeah, so I thought it was I was I, I thought it was pretty Pac, Pac was good too. Yeah. I mean don't take but, it. I mean it was hand. a pretty decent uh, go home show. So Yeah. Yeah, it it was a decent go home show, but outside of Jericho and Moxley, they didn't build any other other matches. Is the only thing. Well, they I mean, didn't kind of the tag match. I mean, with the sit down. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did with the tag match. You're right. It yeah. was kind of weird though that you saw Kenny Omega in that Iron Man match, and then he was sitting with them. Like, I guess that would have been recorded before, or maybe. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, so. yeah, outside the lack of the build to MJF and Cody, I mean, there's not really much to build with, like, 
Darby Allen and uh, Sammy Guevara or Jake Hager and Dustin. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. you kind of know. Well, like, I, and there was a build. I guess Darby Allen did come out and he had those. I love how he did the little cue cards that Sammy does yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. That was that was cool how he did that during the commercial break segment. But see, that's, that's the thing. It was during a commercial break segment. So for me, because I watched it on an app, there was no commercial break at all. So I saw it just as it as it aired. Um, because like when you if you if you watch that show, if you watch I, and I learned this from my interview with Fal Original, if you're watching Dynamite on Fight, there are no commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. So that's why they go picture on picture all the time is because on other stations, like they're just live the entire time. And that's so maybe that's kind of like like I said, when you go to the show, it's very there's like no like long breaks it's like right. it's just yeah. a constant thing so maybe that's what yeah so they're, they're trying saying. to create content for all those people that are watching a fight and that's why the comment the commentary doesn't stop all the time either if you listen you know you still have jr and tony and either excalibur or taz whoever's there they're all still doing their commentary as if the match was still on tv and for a while i was confused by that but when foul said that on fight it's not it's there's no commercials i was like oh shit okay as he said, he basically just watches like a two-hour takeover every week when AEW is on. So, um, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I thought AEW was a pretty good show. And they did build, a, I guess they did build a couple of the storylines, but not all of them. Uh, but it was a decent go-home show. I, I know they had Dustin run in on, on Hager and stuff like that. But that was like a quick little one-off. It's not like there's any promos to it to help build it or anything like that. But, uh, Mike, did you get a chance to watch NXT this week? Do you have a bag of chips for them? Oh, I do have a bag of chips. NXT was my bag of chips where I went to the store, got my favorite bag, brought it home. It was full. There was, like, no empty space. It was, like, the one that they forgot to fucking take off the shelf. And (laughs) I loved every, like, not every bit of it. There was some parts I didn't care about just because it was some people I don't really give a shit about. But, I mean, fucking heel Johnny Gargano, I'm digging it. Like that that slow clap he did when he was mocking Champa on the apron. Uh, I'm excited. I'm I'm getting more and more excited for the dream and a strong rivalry and that steel cage match for next week. Um, Charlotte and Bianca had a good match. God, uh, I'm trying to remember what else happened. This is just felt my, like my, was... my only. I, I guess my only critique of NXT was like when Rhea Ripley came out. Like she did her whole like <laughs> entrance spiel. Other than that, NXT was great, but like that was my only, and, that, and that's being very critical. But it's like she, that. it's like she had to come out and do that stop before she could go to the ring, and it was just like, <laughs> like what the fuck? Like, Char- Charlotte had time to hit like another natural selection and put her in the figure eight before yes. Rhea, yes, before Rhea could get her stomp in, then come and to the order ring, a yeah. pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and go get popcorn and come back it, it was like remember that remember that time i know kevin you remember this because you and i watched it together when um vader made a surprise run in on raw and you know it cut to the ramp to show vader coming out and then he starts his run to the ring and then it goes back to the ring and then like 10 minutes later it goes back to the ramp and he's still running oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the iron sheet when he came out for uh the gimmick uh, Battle Royal uh, WrestleMania <laughs> 17. And it took him so long that, like Bobby Heenan even said, 
by the time Aaron Sheik gets to the ring, it's going to be WrestleMania 38. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I think Bruce Pritchard's on record saying that the only reason the Iron Sheik won is because he couldn't take the bump to go over yeah, the top. Yeah, he couldn't get over the top room. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, with the whole Finn versus Imperium thing, uh, at first oh, I was yeah. confused about yeah. that. Like, I, I, oh, I dig yeah. it, but then I was like, oh, that's right, they're T. Dublin. So that makes total sense why he'd be getting in rivalry with uh, Walter. And I'm yeah. cool with the whole thing with Finn. Like he's a heel, but he's like a like a you know a cocksucker heel, but he's still <laughs> cool. Cocksucker heel. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like I have no clue what you mean by a cocksucker heel. <laughs> you know, like I don't, I don't well, know. I think, it's yeah, fucking I, late. God damn it! I don't uh, know. I, <laughs> <laughs> cocksucker heel. All right, lay his story on. He's on almost 24 hours. Yeah, Ke- oh. Kevin's got a little while without sleep, so let's count him a break. That's but... a lie. He slept an hour before the show. Okay, he fucking that, told me before. That, the... <laughs> yeah, I did, but that doesn't count because I feel fucking worse. So, my, my <laughs> thing my, my thing with Ty- Finn is... I, I, I title the show. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like um, with Finn, though... He's not really heel. He's not really a face. He's he's kind of just that gray area character. Like he's just saying, like I am who I am. You're gonna like me. You're not gonna like me. I don't really give a shit. Almost got like Kevin Nash did that at one point when he was still Diesel. He's like, you know, I'm gonna wear my glove and I'm gonna put my fist in the air. And if you put your fist in the air, you're with me. If you don't, then you're not. Then screw you. I don't care. You know what I mean? It's like he's like I I am. I'm gonna do what I want to do, and you're gonna watch me because I'm one of the best. And that's just how it is. And it, it, so it is heel in a way, in the way he's delivering it. But at the same time, he's just basically like, you're on this ride with me or you're not. It doesn't matter to me. I'm going to do what I want to do from here on out. Yeah, I feel like that, that beats what I was going to say. He's like NWO. He's the bad yeah. guy, but everyone roots for him because they love him. Right. And because yeah. like he's just too badass to like fucking boo. Yeah. 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 That's that, that's that's a good comparison. <laughs> All right, not, so, not, not a cocksucker. Not a cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> he he's not going to just get on his knees in Dublin and suck off Walter in the middle of the ring. <laughs> like, this is because I'm the bad guy. Dude, there's something about Walter's music when that shit hits. Like, oh, I know. Immediately pay attention. Mm-hmm. Like, I was playing Call of Duty and I had the NXT playing in the background. And when Finn was talking and I heard you, that you dun, dun, you dun, should, you dun, should, dun, you dun hit. You stood up and put your hands behind your back, didn't you? <laughs> no. I, but, the, but my. No, no, my character did run into a wall and I got shot because I wasn't paying attention to it. I was paying attention to my iPad, but like I was like, oh shit, Walter's coming after Finn Balor. Oh wow, that's going to be a match. Like I can only imagine what 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 that match is going to entail. Like I feel like that's going to be a, ma- a match of the year candidate. Oh, definitely. No, nobody else agrees. It's gonna be no. It's gonna be no Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, (laughs) (laughs) barn burner. Oh man, (laughs) Jesus Uh, Christ! I'm curious to see if he's gonna be able to hit the. Was it the 1918? Yeah, Walter. Yeah, Walter's a big motherfucker. He's gonna go to lift him and just. Well, yeah, I mean, he's gonna do a, 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 a just a nineteen. Like, yeah. I feel like you know what though. I feel like I feel like he hit it on Joe, and Joe's not as tall, but I mean, he's definitely as wide and as thick. But. Yeah, but there's a difference though, Jason. Like, if you're like three hundred pounds and you're just condensing the one spot, it's a little easier to lift that than it is when it's spread across like eight feet. Actually, I think I feel like it's the opposite. But 
Anyway, I don't know. All right, so moving on to SmackDown. So SmackDown honestly just aired today for us, or yesterday, depending on what time it is. Um, well, I mean, it's it's past midnight, so I'm officially the Saturday morning starting text. So all right, cool. So yeah, so SmackDown just uh, had recently aired. I I watched it, Kevin. You said you saw some highlights. You didn't actually watch it though, right? No, I, I kind of caught the end. We'll just say, I caught a little bit of the beginning and a little bit of the end. So. All right, so we're getting a little bit more clear picture of WrestleMania. Um, the women's championship picture, I think, is a little bit murky. It looks like you're going to have Naomi and Bailey, but then they also involve Lacey Evans again tonight, and Sasha Banks finally returned. So we ended up with a, a tag team match between Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha, and Bailey, where um, uh, it ended up being Naomi, and uh, Naomi went over in that match. So. It looks like Naomi may still be getting that oh, push. No. We may still end up seeing I'm, her. I'm calling it right now. It's a fatal four-way because the other two women's title matches are going to be singles matches, and they want to get as many women on the card as possible. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically, basically, what we're seeing as far as WrestleMania taking shape is that it's going to go back to being about nine hours this year. So, yeah, oh of course. Why not? Um, and then. Let's see what else we have on the show. Uh, so there's going to be an elimination. Show. Chamber match for the for the uh, SmackDown tag team titles at the Elimination Chamber show. And they just decided so, to change plans, but like, ah, nah, fuck the men's. We're just gonna give give the match to Roman. Yeah, and you you and you would have been mad. You would have been mad, Kevin, because uh, the um, uh, uh, fuck. What was I gonna say? Oh, the um, the tag team champions lost in a clean match. To the oh, Usos. I saw that. So I know you I, hate. I, when I, the... I saw that. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I know you. I know you hate when those tag team when those champions lose in a uh, non-title match. So, but you know, you're you're definitely leading towards something there. Um, you had the new day, um, actually Kofi by himself going one on one with um, Robert Rude. Robert Rude. Robert Roode went over in the match. It wasn't a clean victory, but he did go over. Um, a little bit more further insight into the Dolph Ziggler, Mandy Rose, Otis saga, where it's definitely looking like there's something fishy going on and Otis is on to it. So we're going to learn more about that in the weeks to come. Of course, we had Goldberg opening the show to a sea of booze. Booberg, no. So, um, yeah. I mean, he's got like, the boo over boo reversal title. Yeah, the Bluebird. The Bluebird. The <laughs> so, and then Roman coming out got a nice little pop. So it looks like we're gonna get Roman. Yeah, because there was supposed to be a um a number one contenders elimination chamber, wasn't there? Yeah, that was a hundred percent like scheduled for the card for yeah. fucking elimination chamber. Who's and gonna face? No longer <laughs> scheduled for the card. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. man. Now, now it's the tag team one. Which okay, is that like I kind of like the tag team uh, chaos yep. that is when the women did it. It was cool. So I feel like it's be a little more crowded with the men because you know, it'll probably have like heavy machinery in there and oh, heavy machinery even fit in a pod. I mean, that's what I was saying. We're like two oh, big yeah. motherfuckers squished together in the pod. Oh, they have yeah. to have like a double wide pod for Otis. <laughs> Start the match. I would hope. Uh, <laughs> oh no! I hope they end up last. That way, they're both just stuck in that tiny pod for oh, <laughs> thirty minutes. Like, oh god! Imagine. <laughs> and then we have the ending with a great promo from John Cena, which led to him. You know, you kind thought he was contradicting gonna, himself. 
Yeah, contradicting himself maybe a couple of times. And it led to him coming out to uh, coming up to the ramp, and then the lights went out. The fiend appears behind him. And this is where usually the fiend attacks the person that he wants to fight. Not this time. He just pointed to the WrestleMania sign. Cena gave him a tip of the cap. Uh, you can't see me. And then the fiend disappeared. A little too quickly, but he disappeared. So. And, and WWE on Twitter is calling this a dream match, even though they faced each other at WrestleMania 30. But No, he faced Bray Wyatt. Oh, wait. I, fuck this is the fiend. <sighs> so I, 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 I kind of like the fact that he just pointed to the sign and that was it. He didn't attack him. Because I feel like that makes this a lot more personal at that point. Because he's like, you're the one who fucking buried goddamn Bray Wyatt when he was first like starting out and I'm going to take your ass down at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like that full too. circle. And it makes sense that because when, when you really think about it at the end of the day, a John Cena fiend match does not need to be for the championship because realistically, you know, this is going to be a one-off for Cena and he's not going to be around afterwards. So why, waste why. the world why waste the you know i know because you want to see him go for a 17th title i like, want to see him go for it i'm just saying that just adds to the pot yeah, like you've got like right now all you've got is oh the fiend challenged him and cena's not gonna say no to a fight whoop de do but you fucking add in the aspect of cena being like not only am i gonna accept your challenge i'm gonna fucking whoop your ass and i'm gonna become the 17 time world champion and beat rick flair's record like, but that's not the world championship, though. That's a universal championship. It, they still would count it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Because they, they still count fucking Brock Lesnar's run as universal and mm-hmm. longer than Punk's run as normal champion. Mm-hmm. Does WWE count that, or do Smarts no, count that? WWE Because they fucking shoved it down our throat the second that he hit that point. They just, and they, he just, today, Brock Lesnar surpassed. Who was it? John Cena himself, as <laughs> as um total number of days as a WWE champion. Oh, so, he's, okay. so he's uh fourth all time now. So it goes Bruno Hogan, Backlund, Lesnar. Well, that's some that's some pretty that's some pretty amazing company to be a part of yeah. <laughs> when you think about it. Especially considering they probably all wrestled more days than he. Yeah. Yeah, because they count John Cena as like. All right. So um, after we talked about this, so is. You guys still there? Yeah. Like still there. Okay. No, no. Kevin, Kevin was talking. Just, Kevin, Kevin was faded out so. and like passed out, but I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm here. So, um, so, so if I were going to use your chip analogy, Mike, for you, since you haven't seen SmackDown yet. Would you see that? Would you say that uh, SmackDown is the bag of chips at home that you're waiting to eat, or are they? Is it the last bag of chips in the bag that you you'll eat because you're hungry, but you really don't? Want... <laughs> I, I'm gonna say SmackDown, just based on what I've heard and seen, like since I got home, is the bag of chips that like I'm at work and I'm like, you know what? I really fucking wish I would have brought those for for my lunch. Okay. All right. All right. So you're looking forward to watching it then. So that's good. Yeah. All right. So uh, that concludes our hot and cold segment. So this is the part of the show where Kevin gives us a little history lesson because he is the historian. 
Now, he did challenge us last week to come up with a question to ask him, and I'm guessing Mike didn't come up with one, and I don't know if I did either. So, Kevin, what do you got for us? <laughs> oh, I had one last week, but I didn't write it down. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Uh, let me think here. Did it have something to do with Tyson Kidd and Cesaro? No, he claimed it did, but it wasn't that thing. I was well, no, my, my, my point was, like, if there was something that... Uh, See, I, I don't know if there's anything for me that I need explained or that I am not clear on. Um, oh, my question was just dumb. It was just something that I just wanted to oh, well, ask him. <laughs> you, just, you just wanted to throw out yeah, there? I don't, give a sh- I don't give a shit about real history, let alone WWE history. Like... <laughs> There's no questions I have. All right, so here's one I'll throw out for you, Kevin. How many total championships did Shawn Michaels hold in his career? Like total championships? Yeah, total championships. World championships, Intercontinental. How, how, uh, many, how many total did he win? Why, he might have to break out the toes for this one. <laughs> well, he was a three-time Intercontinental champion. All right. He was a time, I guess, WWE slash world champion. Three, three WWE titles and one. All right, Kevin, you're cutting out for me real bad, man. Oh, yeah. Huh? You're cutting you're out. Cutting out. You're, cutting oh, you're cutting out real bad. Two. <laughs> I got three time Intercontinental champion and four time something or other. Four time WWE slash world champion. All right. So he won three WWE titles. The world heavyweight title, and then yeah. tag team title. Say he was, a, I believe it was a three-time tag team champion. All right, and one-time European champion. All right, one-time champion of Europe. All right, so all together I... that would be four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven championships. All right, well, thanks. I I, I remember what my question was. All right, so yeah, my right. question. Is how many? This is on TV, not like just general, because that'd be weird for you to know that. How many WWE superstars did May Young sleep with? Oh Jesus Christ! (laughs) (laughs) Do you legit know, or you just? No, I don't know, but I just want to know. I'm the only one I can think of was Mark Henry. Yeah. Um. God, I don't know. That's. You know, oh. you bring up Mae Young, and it just makes you think of that horrible image of the Royal Rumble 2000. <laughs> oh, no. Where you, so saw, where you saw the, what were those old clocks that, you know, they had the, the thing, the old, old-timey old clocks that had the thing that dangled. Grandfather clock? Yeah, like a grandfather clock. <laughs> like, that was like when Mae Young took her top off. Oh, God. Oh, the pendulum and the... Uh, the pendulum, uh, yeah. Oh, so, God. There, there you go. There's a little history. Yeah, there was zero elasticity to that. Uh, okay, so, Mike, to answer your question, though, I think there was at least maybe three, because I seem to remember there being a WrestleMania where she came out of a closet oh, with, Jean. like, Bo- yeah, with Mean Gene. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, Moolah was Mean Gene. I think Bobby was with May, maybe. Right, something. yeah, yeah. Oh, McMahon, like Vince McMahon. Yeah, slept with his man. Yeah, because he slept with everybody. <laughs> right. Oh, so th- there's definitely a few times where she just made a random cameo where she just like appeared out of nowhere, had like, and there was a guy with like lipstick all over. 
Um, she definitely, I mean, she got some action off of Eric Bischoff in the middle of the ring or the, in a in a corner in the with a Bronco Buster. <laughs> and do you, do you know the story that she stuffed um, sardines? In yeah, her I heard that. I heard okay. that. <laughs> Before she did that as a rib yeah. to Bischoff. So yeah, that's oh. funny. Hey, right, well, this week's history lesson just took a fucking turn. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this whole- I just want to point out this means that I've officially historian twice. <laughs> well, you didn't fucking know it either, so it's not like you. I didn't need to know it. You're the one who needs to fucking know it. No, Mike, no one needs to know that. I'm just saying, you are the historian of anything. <laughs> so I stumped your ass twice. You're with Tyson Kidd. Wrestling. And now with fucking Mae Young. All right, this whole show took this whole show took a turn. I mean, Super Showdown sucked. I'm maybe had a couple too I many. Think, I think we kind of played off the of Super Showdown in our show. Yeah, we really did. I mean, we're we're all t- we're tired and just just ready for this shit to be over. So, I, I thank anybody who's made it to the end of the show. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. Uh, you can check out us on any of our social media pages, like Instagram and Twitter at Live Your Gimmick. You can also check out anything that our parent company, Media Junkie, has to offer at Media Junkie Vids on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can also check out the YouTube channel that we have, youtube.com slash Media Junkie. And if you want to, uh, you can be nice and go buy a couple of t-shirts from Mike. Where? At tpublic.com. Search Gimmick Minute, Media Junkie, Fanboy Flight Club, or Modern Toy Fair. It'll bring up my designs. You click on them. There'll be a little blue link that says Vault Personality comics that will take you to my store of all my other designs including the macho mandalorian the macho mandalorian i love it all right so please subscribe share share us with your friends have them listen to our show and just just embrace the shittiness that is the gimmick minute wrestling podcast and if you're on apple podcast leave us a five-star review even if you have a negative comment just leave us a five-star review i don't care just just leave it yeah, tell tell us how awful Jason is at his job fucking of hosting. Do it, fucking do it. Yeah, but I want to thank you for listening all, all you to the show. Don't this be week. dicks out there. That's right. Don't be dicks. Thank you for listening to the show. Remember, be a fan and always live your gimmick. Good night, everybody. Sleepy, sleepy, sleepy. <laughs>